Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is John Keeley and this is the podcast segment of the show that is not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for the 425th show is Ms. Christina Shutt, Executive Director of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library Museum, who will be talking uh, to us about the state of sound, a world of music from Illinois. Our history buffs are Jay Swords and Ed Broders. And Ed, you get to start off. Uh, Christine, we haven't really talked much about folk music. um, And I don't see a lot of live bands, uh, but one of my favorites is a group, I think they're out of Chicago, but they're called the Hen House Prowlers. Um, and I would characterize them as folk musicians. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the folk music uh, part of the exhibit? Yeah, so for us, um, you know, it's so it's always so hard <laughs> picking artists, right, um, to go into, you know, about 1,500 square feet of space, which isn't that large, right? Um, right. And so representing folk for us really is sort of Carl Sandburg and um, and kind of Alison Krauss as well. I would sort of put her um, a little bit in that category, although she does, um, you know, obviously – other types of genres and, you know, her blended work with um, Thibaut Burnett and um, Robert Plant and others, right? Um, But, you know, one of the nice things about that is, again, it helps people to maybe explore a little bit more about who these artists are. You know, one of the things we often say here at the museum is about giving people a really good taste of something that we want to we want to tease you or give you a little taste so that you'll want to go and explore more um, to hear more about these artists. One of the things that we've actually included um, as part of the exhibit is actually Spotify playlist from um, a number of the staff, uh, including myself. I'm on that on that list, um, but sort of picking some of our favorite songs. And so um, people can go to Spotify and find the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library Museum. We've got different playlists um, on there, um, but you'll hear folk music represented um, represented in that. Um, again, it's trying to encapsulate so much of of the great music that came out of Illinois. Do you have like a character of Abraham Lincoln, like with headphones on, jamming to like Cheap Trick, who we have not mentioned? I don't know how we did not bring them up. No, no, and Kiss and Gene Simmons. No, but this Cheap Cheap Trick is a Illinois band. So have you dealt with Cheap Trick or you've got them on display? We do, actually. We have um, a stage sweater that was worn by Rick Nielsen um, on display. It's kind of this, like, checkered number. Yes. With, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's got, like, two, like, guys on the front yep. with sort of um, the high-top hairstyles. You, you, you know what I'm talking about, yep. right? Yes, we do know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, so we do have um, that on display representing Cheap Trick. And, of course, um, we actually have guitar picks that have Lincoln and, like, sunglasses, which is super cool. <laughs> Uh, so there's like seven or eight colors, and it's really fun because people will try and pick through and find like all the colors of the car picks. All right. Uh, uh, so yeah, absolutely. We also have like a corn dog Lincoln. So if you went to the <laughs> Illinois State Fair this year, you would have seen corn dog Lincoln. It literally is Lincoln holding a corn dog because I mean, what's more state fair than a corn dog? Uh-huh. Or you know, cozy dog, or however you describe it. Right, but, right. You know. Before it's your question, Jay. When you go down there, give me the pics of Lincoln on okay, it. Okay, I will. Your I'll, question. I'll collect those for you. <laughs> yes. Um, 
You alluded to uh, getting materials from uh, families and so forth. And again, because we do so much museum stuff, I'm endlessly fascinated by how exhibits are put together. So can you give us kind of a timeline? How long did this exhibit take to put together from conception to uh, to opening day? And um, just how much logistical work went into gathering all of this material and then putting it in the space um, so that it, it shows off in, in the best possible way? Yeah, so um, our incredible team spent about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, putting together um, the exhibition. So it involved um, every facet and department of our team and our staff here. Um, and most people don't, you know, as you're t- thinking about sort of putting together exhibits, it is about sort of the objects, right, of um, reaching out to the artists or to their agents or to their um, surviving family members or loved ones um, and ask right for helping to explain to them this is what we're putting together and how can we honor your loved one in the exhibit um, you know I love one of the kind of maybe different stories or things that people don't realize so John Prime uh, who's a you know singer songwriter um, he his family as they were kind of thinking about what they wanted to put to represent him in the exhibit they actually have sort of a sent us a a bunch of sort of stage prop materials. And so what people may not realize is that after he got sober um, and and clean, he would often collect these kind of tchotchke items, right, these different things, but they were things that were meaningful to him. And he would have a a card table off to the side of a stage where he would place these these items, and he had a specific order um, that they went into, and he would place these items and he would look at them because Um, when he performed before, he was always sort of high um, or drunk. And so, I mean, he was, right? And so he got nervous when he got sober about whether or not he could perform, right? Uh, He was really nervous about that. And so he could look at the table and look at the items on those tables, and that would give him the confidence that he needed to be able to perform on stage. Illinois artists being drunk and stoned while performing. I'm just shocked. Uh, no, artists being drunk. Yeah, yeah you yeah, don't have exactly. to restrict that to Illinois. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's probably a lot of artists. Oh, yeah. yeah. Might, might be. Yeah. Might, might be, a few. be, you know. There's yeah. always that kind of connection. Um, one but, yeah, so, but, yeah, so, like, being able to share stuff like that, I think, is pretty cool. So, you know, and as I mentioned before, you know, our incredible tech department put together all the videos. So locating all of that footage, narrating that, captioning that, um, you know, took us a great deal of time. One of the, I'll tell you a little Easter egg, when you all come to visit the exhibit, um, you'll see one of the doors, so we have kind of garage, kind of garage roll-up doors, um, again, representing the the studio, right, the backstage area. Um, Only one of those doors is a real garage door. Um, The other sort of industrial garage doors, the other two were built by our carpenter. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I mean, that's again, that's the kind of level of detail that has gone into yeah. this exhibit. Gotcha. Um, even the videos that you see of people unrolling, um, like stage carts, right? It looks like roadies at the back of a stage. We have videos of that, <laughs> uh, where we just filmed it actually here at our museum. You know, unrolling, you know, rolling things back and forth off our stage. But it's it's pretty cool to to see it. Christine, as kind of a follow-up, I know from the writing end of things that using um, pieces of lyric 
from music is uh, incredibly expensive. Um, the copyright is is pretty expensive and very jealously guarded usually. Um, so with an with an exhibit like this where you're doing so much music, how much of a problem was that? Was that expensive? Were those things that were generously uh, given? Are there ways that you got around that? <coughs> Excuse me, with free sourcing. Talk a little bit about the the logistics of putting that music together. Yeah, so we were able to navigate that. Um, thankfully, we have a, an attorney on site um, who's, oh, who's yeah. very able and help, you know, helps us navigate some of that stuff. But one of the things about it is that, you know, we're not, we're not putting this, our intention, right, in putting this exhibit together is not as a source of, like, to, to drain the artists from their revenue, right? Our intention is really educational and, and sort of public use, right, to help uh, share knowledge, and that's one of the tools that that libraries and museums often use as a way to really to, to again help people explore and think about the past. Um, it's not an attempt to sort of evade copyright or to not you know not do, pay people their their due diligence because we always do that. But um, but it's a it's a tool that we can use that really is about helping us really help our public and our community explore more, right? So they get a taste. Um, you know, we're not putting together an entire rock concert that you're going to see, you know, of Jennifer Hudson performing, you know, um, in the museum. But you do get to see some clips of, you know, Curtis Mayfield and others performing. Okay. We would like to thank our 425th guest for this show, Christina Shutt, Executive Director of Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, who talked to us about the state of sound, a world of music from Illinois. The History Buffs for today's show are Jay Swords and Ed Broders. You can listen to ROI as it's being broadcast on KALA on Friday nights, HD2 88.5 FM and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALA HD2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of the previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. ROI is recorded at Station KALA, St. Ambrose University.